Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I am your host, Jake. And I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. We have a special guest with us today. We saw Twitter. We heard the people. The polls are in. They want us to talk more about video games, and they want us to bring on more guests. So here we are, first episode after the poll, and we've brought a guest. I'll let him introduce himself, and then I'll ramble some more. Hey, y'all. My name's Jed. I'm the third <laughs> average husband, the guest husband, <laughs> the exceedingly average of the average husbands. We really need know. to figure out what we're gonna like refer to our guests as. Like, are they <laughs> are they the guest husband? Are they just husbands? I, we need like a pet name for. I our feel guests. like the, our guests should be the boyfriends. Like boyfriends? They, they haven't Ooh, they haven't earned they haven't our boyfriends. They're our boyfriends. Oh okay, that's fair. They haven't they haven't earned the yeah yeah. We don't judge. Uh, they haven't earned the title yet. Like you're you're not until you somehow work your way into making us change our entire brand. You're, yeah. you're just the boyfriends. Yeah, Dane's trying the hardest. He's been on the podcast the most. He wants to be the third average husband, but he just needs to, you know, show up a little more often. And we'll make, we'll make some some changes, but not At really Dane. because we're the two average husbands. Get me? Out of here. Dude, Dane's got to take out the trash. He's got to do the dishes. <laughs> this man just can't just showing up. That's called fatherhood. That's not being a husband. Okay. Man's got don't a point. At, don't at me, Dane. All right. Well, we are excited to have Jed with us, and we're going to talk, hang out, and do two average husbands things. That being said, the other poll that was out there told us that we need to limit these to an hour. So as I told Jake when we first started this podcast, I thought an hour was a solid sweet spot. He disagreed with me. He rained hate and convinced me that an hour and a half was better. But now the people have spoken. Yeah, an hour was definitely always best. I just like talking to you, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I like talking, too. We could talk forever. We but could. we're going to try to shoot problem. for an hour uh, as we move uh, forward into season two of our podcast here and then i had another note of something that i was going to say uh, that i didn't want to forget about oh thank you uh for reminding myself me uh jake i need you to do me a favor because yes, i promised a friend that i'm going to stop burping on the podcast because apparently yes. i have a tendency to never mute my mic and it is very fucking loud when i burp so i'm going <laughs> to do my absolute best to not burp on this podcast and in so doing i need you to give me a burp counter okay i Hold can be accountable just keep an eye on the the live comments. Uh, you'll see a burp counter for Kyle. Yeah, and hey, if anybody's in the in the comments as well, let us know if like the volume sounds weird for anybody, and we'll fix it. We had some imbalance between the three of our mics, so just let us know, and we'll fix it uh, while we're chit chatting and podcasting. But the first step, Steph, Jesus, the first step of becoming one of the three average husbands is what are you drinking, Jed? <laughs> All right, boys. So this one, I'm going to uh, preface it. I know you guys like to talk about your beers and have a little bit of background to yours. Mine yeah. comes from when I was one at one point trying to be one of the cool kids. I wanted to be a fighter pilot, okay? And I was hanging out with a bunch of fighter pilots, and what the fighter pilots drank was Jack Daniels and Diet Coke. And when I asked why, they said Diet Coke is healthier than regular Coke. You also get drunk quicker. That was it. That was it. That was the whole thing. They, so they oh, would drink Diet what? Coke all day instead of water. And then at the end of the day, when they were done flying, they would just dump Jack into it. So that that's what they drank. And uh, if you did not have a fridge full of stocked Diet Coke as the new guy, you were wrong. So that when I was the new guy, I made sure that the fridge was stocked full of Diet Coke and they let me drink Jack and Diet with them. That's I would like about to know years. why Jake thinks that you can get more drunk off of Diet Coke than regular Coke. Because if you're drinking, there's no calories. So your body literally just absorbs alcohol, whereas when you drink a regular Coke, it has to process the carbs and then the alcohol. I'm it's not buying it. literal science. Find you me can... an article. Okay. I Prove will. It. Find me an article. 
call. You're wrong until you prove it. <laughs> this is already off the rails. This, if, yeah. <laughs> if Jake somehow proves this to me, we'll, we'll put the article on Twitter and I'll admit it that I'm wrong, but I don't believe it. Anyway, How, what are you while Jake's trying to figure this out, <laughs> I'm going to start off with uh, a local, like always. Well, almost always, because that's what I like to do. So this one has a fancy can. Watch out. This is the Grand Canyon prickly pear wheat. I'm excited about it. Kyle, my fridge for a little longer than it should have been, but I'm excited. I can't fucking wait for you to be back Ooh, drinking stouts with me. It is. I can find multiple other ones, but that was just the one. I figured they're a reputable enough source. Yeah, um, I mean, I would agree. To quickly introduce my beer, I have Breakfast Buds by The Brewing Project. I really it like is, that can. It, you should see the next one. Um, this is an is imperial stout with coffee and maple syrup. Anybody who has listened to this podcast has hear, heard me rant and rave about maple-infused stouts. I fucking love them. And we're off to a good start. We are off to a good start. That sounds intense. It's, that sounds like a whole lot of porter that I don't want to deal with. See, porter, I agree with. Stout, on the other hand. Yeah. If I had what Jake has for like a local shop that has just nothing but stouts, you, I'd probably I sent you a list. I know. I need to look at it. <laughs> I sent you like 19 <laughs> bottle shops in your town. Yeah, eventually I'll take a look. But I, I just like total wine, man. And I haven't actually been for a while. I, right now I'm still getting rid of my stash of beers that's been sitting in my fridge for a while that I bought for the podcast. I just haven't gotten through them all. I made the mistake. Usually I buy like six at a time. Uh, can we turn Jed up a little bit I can. for the comment? Uh, so I said... You know, I would go to Total Wine and I'd get like six at a time because that was usually it fit me for, you know, three weeks. It would work fine for the podcast. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going all out. I'm going to buy 12 this time. Big mistake. Because yeah. then we had a break in the podcast. I had beer in my fridge forever. It was a shitload of pumpkin beers. Yeah, you, you have four month old beer that you're just trying to power through. Thankfully, it still like tastes fine. Yeah. I mean, if it's not changing temperatures a bunch, you're not going to have too much skunky. Yeah, it's fine. This thing is ridiculous. Look at this. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, way, I, I say that as if I'm not also like... Because we, we're, we're fancy folk. And there you go, boys. Another great reason. Look how much <laughs> wasted space there is on that one. <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> Plenty. Oh, man. All right. Well, we figured with, you know, with three people, we might as well just all do one topic. That's correct. And we already don't tell each other what the topics are. That's correct. Jed's never been on the podcast before. True. So we figured we'd just throw him to the wolves. So, Jed, what is our starter topic for the week? So, uh, what your audience does know, basically Kyle's probably the only one that knows this. I am a gargantuan gamer. I love video games. Gargantuan. I have. It's a good word. Gargantuan. They call it's me the gargantuan word. dumb animal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have... PC, PS5, Series X, uh, the Switch, and a few retro games, a bunch of like the Raspberry Pi and stuff to play a bunch of different shit. I made a D&D table for those watching the YouTube. That's a, I, really there's like a, that, yeah. I built that computer table to have uh, a monitor in it. So when you plug your computer in, it's like your tabletop gaming's right there. I love games. That's awesome. What I, I was hate, say. what I hate is people who intentionally sabotage a wonderful product. And that's the topic I'm bringing to you guys today. My topic today is this new thing. It's kind of been around for a while, but it's recently gained a lot of steam. It is review bombing or negative review bombing is what it's called. Basically, there is this like subreddit, go figure, that has a ton of people that will go way out of their way to disagree with people that have put a lot of hard work into a game. 
Okay. For example, uh, The Last of Us. If you guys remember The Last of Us, the mm. zombie game on the PlayStation exclusive, they recently came out with uh, Last of Us 2 uh, last year. It had a protagonist who was female, who was uh, lesbian, and they was was like very clearly like a liberal ideology and, and everything like that, right? Now liberal. Kyle knows that I'm pretty liberal, <laughs> which is I it's I it is what it is. I am liberal, but I also try to be a realist when it comes down to it. This game was being attacked not because of the quality of the game, not because of how hard it was, because it was an exceptional game, and it was ex it was actually quite difficult. Uh, people were attacking it because of the social profiles that um, they were addressing in the game. That it's like, wow, it's kind of hard to be a gay person in society. It's kind of difficult to be a woman main character. And hey, it was real quick for those that don't know. Yeah, for those that don't know, because there's probably some in the audience that have never played the game or like don't know anything about the game series. Did the main character, like, was it a switch? Did they change like, uh, yeah, yeah, profile so the of the character? Yep. So the first one, um, it was uh, Joel, who was like a white forty-year-old man, and then the uh, the second one, it was Ellie, who was like a secondary character in the first one, but she grew up into like a nineteen-year-old girl, and uh, she became the main character of the second game. Okay, so the the young girl was the main character in the second one. Yeah. The young girl Older who grew now. up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Cool. The young girl who grew up became the second one. And quite frankly, she was the the main character of the first one in a way, because yeah. she was the only human immune to the zombie bites. Hmm. So she was like the prize of the whole thing, and nobody had an issue with it when she was a straight little thirteen-year-old girl. But they had an issue with it when she was a nineteen-year-old gay girl, and she still had the immunity of the zombies and all this stuff. So True. people took a huge issue with it. More recently, uh, her her right. Oh yeah, oh, that's sad. There you go. Reverse, reverse. Uh, <laughs> more recently, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, has a female protagonist. Um, the Basically, it's like the post-apocalyptic. It's very deep into the future, kind of like that. We're so deep into the future that it's like reversed, where you have uh, like cave tribes and such going to war with each other. But um, it's a female protagonist. And in, in the second one was released this week, Horizon forbidden west same thing female protagonist uh she's going she's got like high moral character she doesn't dress up in slutty armor she doesn't you know she's not like tits out she's got like cool tribal pieces that like look yeah. badass and people take issue with it because she's not dressed up like some world of warcraft slut and 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 so thusly the whole reason i'm bringing up this topic there these games are bombing critically speaking when it comes down to it, because people are attacking them for not being that stereotype that people want. They want the slutty female. They want the straight white male. And so the topic I'm bringing to you guys is, do you think, obviously, you're probably not going to be saying, oh, yeah, I think that's okay. You know, that's that's not what you're probably going to be saying. But it's like, how do we kind of, like, counter that? How do we, as, like, a gaming community, eliminate this negative? Do we go towards, like, an independent study of people like do we do independent panels or accredited people like could you go to syracuse university and get your video game accreditation uh review accreditation like how do we eliminate this as a community because right now it's really bad 
Yeah, people so, are going way yeah. out of their way to be jerks. I'm curious about a couple of things. So first of all, is this? Do you think it's stemming like solely from like a Reddit base that is driving this like media push to the critics, or do you think this is like multifaceted and like it's not just coming from one source? I just don't know. I'm asking because I'm yeah. I'm ignorant, no, that's but... fair. So it's definitely one of those things that's like coordinated on Reddit, but gaming Steam as like a as like a cultural movement, if you will. And. Do you think it's actually like just people that are like, you know, biased against those those roles, whether it be a gender role or a sexuality role, that are like actually mad, or do you think it's they're just like, fuck it, we're gonna smear these games because we can? Sure. So when I went, uh, I follow a bunch of gaming pages, including Twitch, okay. and they just recently did the uh, Gamer Awards, G A Y M E R Gamer okay, Gamer sure. Awards, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Dude, the absolute brutal amount of toxicity, toxic masculinity, hatred towards you know homosexuality or uh, homophobia rather, uh, was just insane. And I never comment on these big posts. And I just yeah. put because there's my liberalness. I put gaming isn't just for mediocre white men. <laughs> and That's it true, yeah. fucking detonated. I don't think I've ever gotten more of a response to a comment on an Instagram post than I've ever gotten in my life when I put gaming isn't just for mediocre white men. Well, the funny it thing just... about it too, right, is that, I mean, you're right, right? Like the, the, the actual audience of gaming is massive. So for someone to try to pick that out and more to your point though, I think part of the problem is like, you're not going to silence those voices. So I think what, what we need to think about or what, what, what is like a good part of this discussion is, is it actually affecting the success of the game or just the media critic ratings? Cause like, if you think about this in comparison to like a different environment, like movies, like people pay to tank ratings for movies all the time. And like, mm -hmm. you see like, you know, you'll look at rotten tomatoes and you'll see the critic score is like dog shit, but all of a sudden like your, your user score or whatever they call it. I can't remember what it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. you guys know that. I don't know. But either way, that'll be significantly higher. And so at the end of the day, the critic score doesn't fucking matter. Like the success is driven by the, the audience that's going to, right. I think it's audience score. I think about it actually, but, Either way, so I just I don't know what the actual impact is on the success of the game, and and it I, might be a significant one. I don't know. I think the the like argumentativeness that we see from people online is because it's it's going to be a successful game or is a, a successful game. Apex Legends when they launched, um, they didn't say who it was at the time, but they said that some of their characters were LGBTQ. Um, right. And they've confirmed, even as they've released more and more legends into the game, that there's more and more legends. Like you have Fuse, who is pansexual, Loba's bisexual, Gibraltar's gay. Like Bloodhound. Yeah, Bloodhound he's is like, non-binary. Uh, non-binary. Yeah, non uh, Mirage is questioning. Valkyrie's a lesbian. Seer is pansexual. So like, you know, and, and that's arguably the biggest game right now, especially at least on Twitch. Like I, I think Apex Legends is probably averaging more viewers most days than pretty much anything else. Um, so I, like, I think successful games are inherently going to be a little, like people are going to like be more vocal about it. Like with the last of us too, the last of us was so successful that the sequel was so highly anticipated that inevitably it was going to be talked down on a little bit anyway, just cause you know, sequels don't live up to the originals. Right. But because that game was so good, I think it led to a little bit more hatred just because people want to hate on the popular thing anyway. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think you're going to see a lot more. Like, there's probably a vocal minority that's like very angry about almost any game that's put out there for for whatever reason, uh, whether it be a you know some sort of a gender identity role or whatever. And you just don't really hear about it because the game's not that popular. But when it comes to these popular games, you, you probably are hearing that significantly more. Um, but I, I, I have a question for both of you. Then I guess is like, how do you guys feel about specifically in like an FPS where uh, there isn't really a story? Like, you know, you're, uh, and I know this is kind of like. Bad example, I guess, because Apex technically does have a story or it has lore right. or whatever. But either way, when you think about a game like that, when it's like a first-person shooter that doesn't have a you know a defined "I'm going to go play the story" mode, do you guys take issue at all or find any value or just what is your opinion on creating these backstories with these different like identities that are very diverse and everything like that? Do you think it's like good for gaming? Do you think that's it's unnecessary? Like, what what are some opinions on that? Do you get what I'm asking? Sorry, I don't know if you. Oh, Jed, you're essentially muted. in a non-story game. Do you think that there is a value, or are you do you have any take issue, any issue with uh, inserting those gender identities and roles into the, into the game? Yeah, so I got like eighty percent of that. My uh, headset decided to do an update halfway through. Asking, <laughs> I'm not even so funny. Uh, but dude, as as an avid gamer, I can tell you that I find myself reading the lore on characters of games I actually care about. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, even in Apex Legends, when I'm playing just like a bloodthirsty W key battle royale, and I just want to like add a body count, I don't even want to win. I'm like, oh, dude, Gibraltar is like super cool, and he's like from New Zealand, and he is gay, and he he likes this heavy armor because he was in a war, and like I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool shit. But like when you go to like like a Call of Duty, it actually almost hurt. To not have these backgrounds for characters sometimes like they just have yeah he looks cool and he's he's you know wearing black he's got black clothes on so he looks cool but it's like i don't give a shit i don't give a shit he's, who is he i don't yeah. care it doesn't matter i'm just gonna go shoot people i guess like it's boring i way prefer i much more prefer when they have a background but what do I'm, you think jake i'm the same way i definitely like having the backstory like when, when Apex first came out, I'll be the first to admit, I thought it was going to be a dumb game. I thought the lore was going to be stupid. I th I For the record, I'm not asking, like, by the way, if they should have a backstory. I'm just asking if you think that it should, like, be inclusive and, like, yeah. be oh, know, yeah. incorporating all the diversity into these Oh, yeah. Dude, really what games I'm that are representative are better. Period. We live in a diverse world. Like, right. it's something like 10, like, a little over 10%, I think, of people in the world identify as LGBTQ. And we know that there's more than that because there's tons of countries that it's still heavily frowned upon. There's yeah. people that aren't Illegal. comfortable. Yeah, there's places a where crime. it's literally a crime to, you know, to be different. Um, there's still parts of the world where racism is rampant and where it's legal to own slaves. Like, there's places where slaves are still held to this day. Like, that. there's, there's always going to be, you know places like that that are, are going to take time to to catch up with the times right um but i think it's important to have this representation through through gaming through music through movies through tv like that's the world we live in it's it's 2022 we all probably know somebody or have somebody in our family who is gay we all know people who are from different ethnic backgrounds we know people who speak different languages who have gone through uh, times of wealth and times of, you know, income inequality. Like we all know people who fit all of these criteria I'm listing right now. There's no reason that people should be mad that it's listed in games. Like just because a bunch of incels are mad that like the, the character gets more than they do. Like 
it's just yeah. i'm just i feel like right like i feel like if you if you if you found like a spokesperson if you will for like this this uh you know vocal minority is what i would call them i guess in this case of what jed's referring to is i'm i feel like one of them right is gonna especially if you use the last of us two example they're gonna go well did you need to define the general role of this character in order to facilitate the story right like did it contribute so, to the story to to and and I think both of us yeah. or all three of us are probably in the same mindset in terms of what the actual answer to this is. But I just I, I think that the, you know, the opposition or the, the devil's advocate in me is wanting to force that point into the conversation, too, where they're going to go. You know, did you really have to say she was a lesbian in order to make the story matter? Or like, yeah, so I, I like your story I like your question, but the context of the question is usually going to be coming from a place of it's not disagreement of like, oh, it basically instead of saying. Why did she have to be gay? They're saying, why couldn't they be straight? Did they have to be gay? Why weren't they straight? And not, did she, was she gay on purpose, like for a reason? Yeah. Was like, why yeah. couldn't she be yeah. straight? Is is like I the think You're is probably right. I think, yeah, I, I it, agree. It, it's usually a place because they're uncomfortable or they're fearful or they've been raised to hate. You know, like a lot of mm, those yeah. reasons are going to be driving those questions. Because if it, if it wasn't those, what could it be that's actually bothering them? It's, it's funny like, when you say that too, because you don't see a lot of games where you know they're like, uh, like everybody in the game is straight, but they like label that specifically in the game. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's yeah, oh, straight yeah. male, straight it's male, assumed. straight male, straight. Right. It's assumed, and that's exactly. what they want. They want their comfortable level, you know, in their lane. Yeah, I'm curious if you Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, gender free. <laughs> like, curi- I am curious if you, if you established a game right and like every single character had a defined. Uh, like um, sexuality, but it was all straight. Yeah, like, uh, somebody would be like, "Why is this?" Watchdogs, right? Me? Wasn't Watchdogs where you could like scan? Those. Yeah, so you could like scan everybody. That was like your whole thing. You were like Hacker Man, and mm-hmm. you could like use people against, like use details about everybody in the game against them, and it was randomly generated. Hmm. And you could like literally scan that person, and it would be like Jed Boswell, married, thirty years old, like, and it would just like list details yeah, about yeah, okay, me. Yeah. And except for randomly generated, so it would say like, you know, or sexual orientation, straight or gay or whatever, by non-binary. Like they would yeah, do yeah. that in game, but it didn't really like. You would just use it like, oh, I need to distract that guard, and he's gay. I'm gonna go get, you know, a handsome-looking dude and like try to distract the guard so I can break into this place. Yeah, it would I think be the, just something you use the, against them. Or maybe you guys agree with this, maybe you don't. Game. But I think you know one of the primary like kind of counterpoints to that argument, you know, from from like a, the devil's advocate perspective, is like, does it contribute necessarily to the story or drive a different storyline? Uh, and the answer might be no, uh, but it doesn't fucking matter because at the end of the day, exactly. right, like, you're trying to promote inclusivity <laughs> into the environment. That's exactly right. Would be kind of be my response, right? I think that's the key. Is like, does it add to the story that the main character in The Last of Us Two is gay? Probably not, right? It's not like a major, maybe I'm, you know, trying to go no spoilers here. I I have played part of it. I have, I never finished it admittedly. Um, But does it add to the story? Probably not. Does it hurt the story? No. And that's why there shouldn't be an issue. Like the character is not a worse character. She's not any worse at what she does because she's gay, right? Like she's the same character she was. She's just a grown up version of it. And that's where... I think most of the, most of the problem with it, right, does come from a hatred or a fearful background because it's not. They just don't want to have to know that. They would just rather be oblivious and just assume that they're a straight person. 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, part of it too, is it's, you know, when you, when you think of it from an open-minded perspective, it's not, does it contribute to the story or does it matter? Um, in, in terms of, does it drive a different storyline? It's like, I don't, I, frankly, I don't really care because there's probably somebody that's playing the game that is gay or lesbian or whatever. That's like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And so rather than like get mad about it, like it's really promoting, you know, that, that inclusivity, I think for somebody else. So, uh, you know, like a, I just don't really give a shit if people are mad about it, but B like it's great for an entire community of people that has been maybe like under included in the in the right. gaming world, yeah, dude. underrepresented which, for sure. Right? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, which the good thing too is that I think the gaming community as a whole actually does a pretty good job because I think they recognize that like I, I think like gamers right like outside of like your standard FPS is like we're all a bunch of fucking outcasts anyway. We're like fucking weirdos and in, in there's our a reason we use we take eight hours out of our day sometimes to just disappear into a game world. Right? Yeah, and like, I think we have a tendency to be more inclusive. Uh, that's just my inclination, but I also don't look at like the social media hate or anything like that, which is why I'm kind of unfamiliar with this this topic that you brought to the table. So um, the biggest uh, ne- negative impact, spe- I'll be very specific. It's kind of like I'm glad you brought up Apex Legends as a an example because that's one of those games that has an active community that has like forums that people will go on and actually talk about the game and, and be active. And when you have that kind of like versus a last of us two, which is a single player game and a right. campaign and is kind of a one-off if you're not going to you know, play the campaign a whole bunch in a row. So Kyle, I need a perk. He tried to be quiet. Was a quiet it, it was, it was very, it was very much like a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't, couldn't help myself. But yeah, I think I gotta start clicking to mute. Maybe that's yeah. my better option. Or if you uh, like bind it to spacebar. Like, That's at least I know idea. on Zoom, like on Zoom, you can just have Spacebar be your unmute button. What does Spacebar do by default on this? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Kyle has left the chat. Yeah, I was like, is this going to exit me out? Yeah. Uh, so, but well, I, th- I think a good hey. way to wrap that up you know, yeah. that was that was a great topic to bring to the table, Joe. That's, yeah. the, that's the kind of conversation we like to have here on Street right. Average Husbands. But it, it's something that, you know, definitely needs to be talked about because that that is a real, very real set of people that just because it's a video game you know they're they're seeing the hatred too right and they they're gonna read the comments and even if their friends don't know that they're gay they're always gonna know that their friends made those comments if they saw them so and that's something that i think people should be more cognizant of when you're thinking about putting out hatred like that consider the people that are gonna see it rather than just thinking that you're you're directing that towards a video game character yeah don't be a shitbag it's it's been a very common occurrence in fantasy football leagues that i've joined this year and there's always an abbreviation in it dbad don't be a yeah. douchebag yeah Jeez. hey man we're out here for inclusivity exactly we're all of which i think it is interesting you know like we in this i'll kind of i don't want to belabor this too because i think we all agree on this which is like the vocal minority can just kind of fuck off and i i, I truly don't <laughs> believe that it's gonna that it's gonna impact the success of the game in the long term in my yeah. opinion i don't i think most games like you said are, are they're probably getting more hate because they are more successful but anyway um honestly now i went on that tangent i don't know what the fuck i was gonna say i don't oh, know well. what i started saying oh, long yeah. story short i think oh that, that's what i was gonna say i think it would be good for these conversations and whether we can just kind of inject those conversations or not i don't know but to like bring people from those communities uh you know good or bad onto these conversations would be awesome too but it's uh it's, it's tough to get that many guests at the same time but it's always nice to have somebody that doesn't agree with you so you can actually have that conversation mm-hmm. and also somebody that represents the people that you're trying to, well, in our case, defend or, you know, promote or help mm-hmm. and keep inclusive. But I've got that side of the argument covered. I, I know a guy for that one. 
but uh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm serious i actually he's actually been on the podcast before hey we need to bring andy on here one of these days <laughs> oh my god can that be a four-person podcast can i come yeah, in for that one yeah, yeah right. we'll try to rope him in i'll, I'll talk to him uh, that'd awesome. be awesome i'll just be muted the whole time i just want to be there with andy <laughs> i haven't seen him forever all right so like i said jed that was a great topic Great first topic on Two Average Husbands. Probably better than any of the topics Kyle and I brought on our first episode. Um, I'm going to jump into my topic while we have a second. Please Kyle, do. You haven't finished your beer yet. I'm almost you? done. I okay. can write. You can yeah. go first, though. Little less maple than I would personally like. I'll still give it a 7-1, though. It is still very good. I think you would really like this beer. Me? Because it's sour. It's not mm. a sour, but it is sour because it's made with oh, prickly pear. Oh, prickly pear. Yeah, I probably would really like that. And in that, I think I find kind of a comfortable balance there. Um, I don't love it, but I definitely don't hate it like I do sours. Right. So I'm going to give this one a 5-4, and I think okay. it's pretty good. We'll take that for you. We will take that. I, Jed, I would ask you what you're going to give your Jack and Diet, but we already know it's a 10. 10. <laughs> 10, 10, 10. One right. per finger. There we go. All right, I'm going to hop into my topic. Yes. Kyle, I was alluding this to you. Um, Jed, if you have the app Spotify, you might want to get your phone ready or at least just get your brain working on some musicians. I recent, I, Not recently at this point. This was a few weeks ago. But I was listening to From Under the Cork Tree, which is my favorite album by Fall Out Boy. And I was just having a thought to myself as I was listening to it. I was like, Everybody loves Sugar We're Going Down, right? Like, that's one of, like, the stereotypical, like, pop-punk emo songs. It's in everyone's sure. top ten, right? I don't even think it's the best song on the album. So oh. I want to know from each of you, I want to know three artists, three of your, maybe three of your favorite artists that you think they have a song that is better than their most popular song. I want to know what that's, you... This is wonderful. I want to know what you would consider to be their most popular mm-hmm. song and then what you think is a better song than that song. That's a good one. I can go um, first while you take some time to look it up. Yeah, that's the hard oh. part about when you do these music ones is I end up having to sit here and just like in silence, uh, awkwardly look at things. I know, I know. Um, so I will keep it going. I will not actually count this as one of mine. I will I will give three fresh ones as well because it'll make me kind of think about it because I haven't thought too far ahead with it. But from that album, Sugar We're Going Down, I think that's probably the third best song on the album. I think the best song on the album is Seven Minutes in Heaven out of Van Halen or... Um, sophomore slump or comeback of the year i think those are both better songs i think there's probably three or four more songs even off of that album that are better Hmm. personally you know what the hard part about this too is like when i look at an album i don't usually like listen to uh albums like cover to cover Mm -hmm. i'm a big like i just listen to random ass playlists which i think like my way of listening to music would might maybe would drive a lot of people crazy because i just like let spotify create my playlist for me you do (laughs) i just like listen to random shit I don't ever like make my own playlist and that might make people crazy. I don't know. But that being said, I don't really like know the most popular song on an album per se. I'd have to look at like the listens on Spotify and try to figure it out from there. That's what I figured you were going to do. Yeah, also, yeah. Um, I want to correct myself from, Oh, actually, no, I did include the two songs that I mentioned. Um, but I also think um, uh, our lawyers made us change the name of the song. So we wouldn't get sued, which is the intro song to the album. I think that's the best song on the album. Like hand, like they started off hot, and I know "Dance Dance" was like a single and it was a radio hit, but that is like the only skip on the entire album. Where like if I never hear "Dance Dance" again, I'm never gonna care. 
Dude, how do you like open an album and see all the listens for? I don't know song? if you, I don't know Is if you possible? can on the album. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I'll be able to determine what their most popular. Song well, is. just like think of what you would cons- maybe like what you would consider their most popular song to be. Like if it's, it's probably like, it's probably one of the ones that's on their top listens. You can even you don't even have to yeah, do it from the right. album. You could just like pick an artist what their most popular song is. Like Nickelback's most popular song is probably Rockstar, right? But they've got hundreds of other songs probably at this point. Sure. 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 What do you got? I was, I was I was mentally prepared for this, but I hadn't written it down yet. I'm ready. All right. I already I already See? have it. Kyle's still looking, so let's get your As, number one. At least one right. of yours. My my number Ooh, I might go in reverse order okay. of my personal preference. Let's do uh, it. All right. In college, I was a sneaky big The Fray fan. Okay. Um, all right. And their num- one of their number one songs by far was How to Save a Life, right? Mm, sure was. Uh, that was the name of the album. That was the name of the song. Uh, I was a really big proponent. Like, I could go to Walmart when I was in college and I was a poor broke kid, and I could go get, like, a stack of, like, out of the CD pile for, like, four ninety nine, And this was, like, before I could afford iTunes or anything like that. Um, and so I would go to Walmart and I'd buy these albums for, like, five bucks a pop. And I liked the fray, so I went and I bought How to Save a Life. On that album, it's not even close that How to Save a Life is one of the worst songs on the album. Not even close. <laughs> The whole album is fantastic, but my favorite of those songs, what you're going to catch me singing in the shower or like crank to 11 in my car on the, on the drive to work is a song called Vienna. It's like this beautiful crescendo piano piece that goes from like very low, like somber tones. It just turns all the way up to 11 and then it hangs almost acapella towards the end. And it's just, it's fantastic. So how to save a life is the album, but the song is Vienna that would be the one I would push people towards. And the live version is like, it's like that eerie, goosebumpy, chill kind of version. Oh, it's awesome. I actually, I need to look up that album now that you mentioned that, but I don't want to like exit out of where I'm at on Spotify because I'll lose my place. So remind me that I need to I did it on my phone. I did it on my phone because I was afraid. (laughs) I also have it on my phone, but one of my, uh, one of my favorite songs from that album because I also was really uh, big into that album back in the day is also not How to Save a Life and I'd have to figure out what it is exactly. So, Give me a minute. While we're doing this, hot pause, boys. I didn't introduce my second beer, which is Mud Shark Brewing Scorpion Amber. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and tap into that. That's all spicy, dude. We'll see. I like we'll Amber. I do too. That is a really good can. You're muted, Jake, but that is a good can. Shit. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, your Brain on Brunch by Pipeworks Brewing. All of their cans are amazing. They, they hire, they're local, like pretty local to me in uh the chicago area and they get like local artists to do their camps which is actually really cool. sick yeah um, awesome. and all of their beers are amazing as well so i am very 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 excited for this one but i really like ambers but i have a tendency to say that again sorry go ahead i was gonna say i really like ambers but i have a tendency to think a lot of them do taste the same so if, if they can differentiate themselves that's when the, i'm like damn this is good yeah i'm in the same boat or really bad <laughs> We, my wife and I were just in Chicago in December. We went to a uh, Chicago for a few days, and then we drove north for a Green Bay game. Nice. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a Packers fan. Yeah, I noticed. It's fine. Gross. We'll let you on the pod. It's, it's fine. <laughs> All right, here's my first. My first is on the album uh, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, my God. The number one song is Dreams. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think the chain is a hundred times better. Dude, the chain is such I fucking a love fuck. the chain. Such a good, it's such a, a bop. Really, really fucking good it's song. so good. It is a really mm, good song. That's this, a good one. And this is why I wanted to talk about it. One, I need some new music to listen to, right? <laughs> but, or music to, I shouldn't say new to listen to, music to, to re-listen to, right? But it's, I think it's a pretty common occurrence where like what ends up being the radio sing- singles, because they're going to be like commercially successful, don't end up being the band's best songs by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Did you see, um, you've seen, uh, fucking, God damn it, what's the, Bohemian Rhapsody is the name of the movie, right? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that scene in the office where they're like, no, this is going to be the ra- the producer or whatever is trying to make them use a shittier song as the yep. single, and they're like, no, it will be Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's <laughs> rock opera, it yeah. will be. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing, is that And you're going to love it. All the time. Like, the producer, you mean picking the, yeah. Yeah, like that, yeah. the record label, and that's why you see so many artists be just be independent now. It's like, I'd rather not take this million dollar advance that I have to fucking pay back anyway. I'd rather yeah. just release my music myself, make a little bit less money, but I have full creative control. Um, one song that, um, I'll I'll just do the, the album for this one. My number three, I'm gonna stick on the pop punk trend. It's all time low. I'm a sneaky all time low fan and kind of always have been, but... Um, from their album, uh, Nothing Personal, which they remastered in the remastered version recently is so much better. Um, but the most popular song by far on that album was Waitlist. That was like the, the number one single, the first song that they reached out. And it, again, I think there are multiple better songs on the album. Stella is my favorite all-time low song of all time, it, especially the live version that they just did. It's infinitely better. A Party Song, The Walk of Shame is better. Therapy is a, a kind of like a piano-y ballad, and that's a, a, another amazing song. And I think that album is just a perfect example of like, just because they're one of the radio songs doesn't mean it's anywhere near the best song in the album. You know what's actually surprising me is now that I'm looking at the How to Save a Life album, just how many more <laughs> listens that How to Save a Life has than anything else on that album. Like it is- well, It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's that was just one, like if I remember right, they had like three or four different singles off of that album. I know Cable Car was I think I was the just first single say, Cable off Car the is the one that I was thinking. Of I think that's I better that. than I How too. to Save a Life. I actually really like Dude. How to Save a Life, but I do think you know what? That's not even my favorite Frey album. The the Frey <laughs> self titled album. It that you guys need to listen to that cover to cover. That that one is just fantastic. Yeah, and then I have one more, but I'll let you guys go, and then I gotta figure out where the hell it is anyway. All right, Jed, what's number two for you? Yeah, so number two in the ascending order, uh, I am not the biggest uh, country music fan, but I really have always enjoyed uh, Zach Brown. He, I just find him to be like a really talented dude. He went to right. Juilliard. He's like a true blue musician. He's not just like it took my truck and now I'm drunk and then my dog died. Like he's not. <laughs> That crap, like the dude, he goes hard. Right. And uh, if you're, Country if he's bangers. ever, yeah, if he's ever in town for you guys, make a point to go see him because his live oh, shows are, are amazing. His like his, that he goes so hard and he's I, awesome. I always say too, I don't like, I don't listen to his music like frequently, but I love watching him perform live. His live shows are amazing. You know what though? I say the same thing about uh, Dave Matthews. I don't like love dave matthews per se but his i always make a point to go to his concerts because his, his live stuff is so good i didn't know dave matthews had such a cult following until oh, yeah. like after college can it be like, called a cult following though he was like yeah. the biggest artist in the world for like 
2005 era. Yeah, but Dude, they, there's a lot of people that held on. Know. Like that's the thing. Like he's Dude, out of the light, out of but he's, yeah. he sells out. He sells out stadiums still. It's been a long time. I got out of college and one of my buddies had a sticker on the back of his car. I was like, what the fuck is that sticker? He's like, Dave Matthews, dancer, bro. right? And I was like, what? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is you that? You see those all all around here because he play, there's so many venues in the central New York region that yeah. he plays a ton of them and he that sells them really, all out. It threw me off. I was like, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize you were the fucking so, Dave Matthews band, bro. <laughs> so, not, yeah, not a, I'm not a Dave bro, but he is, he is great live and he's always worth going to. I just get lawn seats, you know? It's yeah. a great show. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you get what you give is one of Zach Brown's first albums towards uh, 2010, right? And I'm gonna name a few uh, songs off here. You've got uh, Knee Deep with Jimmy Buffett. Um, you've got I Let It Go. I so Play much. the Road. Uh, Cold Hearted. Let's see here. As She's Walking Away with Alan Jackson. Uh, Settle Me Down. Keep Me in Mind. He does the Martin cover. But that yeah, is that's good. Yeah. like he's got a ton on this one album. He's got so much music that people know and it is still on the radio today. But unquestionably, by far, hands down, the best song in this album is Colder Weather. It is the only song yeah, on there song. that is a yeah. completely different tempo. It's so off kilter for everything else. And it really just shows like the band and his personal range when it comes to writing and performing. Mm -hmm. Colder Weather is like one of my personal like top yeah. five songs of all time. That and is it really gets completely song. buried on that album because of how many other kind of popular sad, songs are on it. Song. Oh, it's a total heart jerk or tear jerker, man. It rips my heart <laughs> out every time I hear it, but I I fucking love it. Yeah. That one, one it would be I call that one my American Idol song, because if I was ever to do an American yeah. Idol tryout, yeah. that's the song I would do. I have a side story just because you brought it up, but uh I hate Jimmy Buffett so fucking much because I so I was a lifeguard at a water park for four years and I think I it was just, every it was day the second or third year that I worked there my boss and shout out to him because he's a fucking super great human like I really like the dude but for whatever reason he was a big Jimmy Buffett fan dude fucking love Jimmy Buffett and so uh, one year he bought a subscription to Sirius XM radio uh, for the water park, and then they would play it on the speakers, right? You just played Margaritaville. No, they have Jimmy Buffett Radio. Yeah, it's called Margaritaville. That's the yeah. name of the channel. Yeah, I thought it was called Jimmy Buffett Radio. It, maybe no. they changed it. It used to be called okay. like Margaritaville Radio or whatever. It could, but it's the Jimmy be, Buffett. That's, it's his brand. It's yeah, his brand, he Margarita never switched Mills it off stuff. of that for an entire season. An entire. So you were season. wasting away again in Margaritaville. Is that what you're I telling me? I worked ten hour days for an entire summer <laughs> just listening to Jimmy. And Buffett. That's all I heard. Jimmy oh Buffett. God, I no commercials. Did you I'm ever wet. find that Lost Shaker of Salt? Huh? What? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I hate Jimmy Buffett. I fucking hate Jimmy Buffett. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that's funny. It's not Jimmy's fault. Right. Jimmy, so you're my, out there. I'm sorry. My, my number two. My number two is uh, Cold in the Weather by Zach Brown on the You Get What You Give album. I'm ready for mine. If you wanted to go, you can, though, Jimmy. Nope. It's, it is you, my friend. <clears throat> this one, I think, is like the best example of this of all time. So, AWOL Nation, I'm a big fan. Solid. I don't like the song Sale, which as you can imagine, uh, which when it was popular, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. But Sale is the, like, leagues ahead on the Megalithic Symphony album, the most popular song. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't have the exact listens here, but you, everybody that has ever heard music has probably heard that song at some point in their life. It's super overplayed. It's a lot. Sale? The song that you've probably never heard of is called Nights of Shame, and it's on the same album, 
and it is so much better. And like uh, uh, Jed was talking about with um, Vienna and how it's like kind of this just really fucking awesome. Like if you think of like a, you know, like, oh, it's the operatic section of, uh, you know, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. This song is literally like six songs in one, but it has these like really weird transitions in the middle of the song. And it's super fucking cool. So like you start off and it's just like these, uh, it's almost like listening to a symphony that changes into different symphonies mid song. I don't know how else to describe it. All I can say is you need to listen to Nights of Shame uh, by AWOL Nation. It's a long song, so buckle up, but it is really fucking good. I used to, I had a CD, you know, back in the day and I throw it into my GMC Jimmy and I would just fucking listen to that song uh, for like an entire drive. And I, I love that fucking song. That's awesome. <laughs> Jimmy. 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 <laughs> Maybe All he's right. a third average husband. Maybe. <laughs> it's a GMC Jimmy. I'm going to go to my number two. I'm going to, this is just the artists, artists, um, discography as a whole, their music as a whole. I would say for most people who have listened to Newfound Glory, the song that, that sticks out in their brain is My Friends Over You. It was their most popular song. It's their most listened to song on Spotify by like 70 million plays. Like it's it's not even close to their best song. Their best song is called Hit or Miss. It is off their Nothing Gold Can Stay album. It is the best Newfound Glory song that has ever been made and nobody can ever sway my opinion on that. Did Newfound Glory have, did they have the song called Superman? No, that's um, like Matchbox 20 or some shit. No, it's not. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta find out. S- Superman song. There's the Eminem song. That's no, not the one you're talking one. about. No, no, no. Five for talk- Fighting? Are you thinking of Five for Fighting? I don't think so. It's it not a- easy. Are you thinking of... It call me crazy, yeah, will you still no, call dude, me that's three doors down. That's kryptonite. No, that was my that shit. One. Not that one. Not that one. That was my shit growing up so hard. That was uh, my idea. There's you, a, you saying that? Go, that there's a Goldfinger song. Goldfinger's probably like the closest it, But there was another genre-wise. song by like one of those like off bands that was actually really fucking good and was never really popular. It'll come to my mind. It's probably that. Kryptonite or Superman by Goldfinger. It was not Goldfinger. I'm, I know that for sure. R.E.M.? I'll report back to you. I'll figure right. it out. Let us know. Will do. All right, Jed, what is your number one? Is it Superman's Dead by Our Lady Peace? No, uh, it just <sighs> popped in my head, and I don't say any more Superman-related things for a second. Anyways, Jed, your number one. Superman Can't Walk. Okay, there we go. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, that Charlotte. is a good song. All right, so this one is definitely, like, the epitome of a preference as far as, like, number one goes, Okay. This is the first album I ever bought with my own money. I had a job when I was 14 years I can't old. Wait to hear I was this. Working farms. Uh, dude, it's a banger, too. You're, yeah, I would really encourage you and uh, everyone to listen to it if you haven't heard it. Uh, it must have been close to like 2004 ish. I was like 14 years old and I had. Uh, I had I just started working a farm. I had cash. My dad, my parents brought me to Media Play where my mom worked. And I bought this album because I heard this one song on the radio that I absolutely love. It was Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. And so I got the Ocean Avenue uh, album because of how much I love this one song, Ocean Avenue. I was going to do this album too, so I'm really curious as to what this is. All right. As I'm listening to this song and 
My favorite song on this album changed like as years went through. I loved Way Away because like it was like I was 14 and I was angsty yeah. and it was like a like a beat him up rock song. It was fast paced. It's it also hard, it cool just a banger. Shit. It's still and a it's great a banger. Song. It's still a banger. I just listened to this album the other day, uh, and it's awesome. And then you know I would go towards the end of the album. I should, really should have the album up because I'm talking about it. But uh, ultimately, year after year, I come back to as an adult, especially the song called "Only One." Yeah, that's not Only... the one. I, that's not the one. What I did you have? Me. What did thought, you have? I think that "Inside Out" is probably the best song in that album. But only I, one is very, 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 very good too, and I do so, think I would listen to that over Ocean Avenue any day of the week. So I I moved a ton, and at times uh, songs like Back Home really resonated with me because mm. it's you know mm. they're talking about being on the West Coast for their jobs, but they grew up on the East Coast, and you know Ocean Avenue in Florida, um, you know uh, Believe is a really good one. Uh, that was like for. Uh, was I believe that was for nine the song they dedicated to nine eleven like firefighters and yeah I think you're right um and so they had like yep just they just resonated with me like different songs throughout but the one that like like I would always go back to when I was dating or heartbroken or found a new girl I was interested in or whatever it was was this song called Only One. And the irony being, of course, that like I sang it you know, in my head for all of these girls, but it was it was just one of those songs that Does I- Aaron know this? Hit. No, Did she's not she had She's not listening to this podcast anymore. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the song's like the very, very top of my register. And so when I wanted to give it like 100%, I would bust out only one. So for nice. me, my number one song, personal choice of all time, off my first album I ever bought with my own money, Ocean Avenue's uh, Only One. Because Jed brought it up, but we're running out of time on this topic, we need to address this really quick. Jake, what was the first album you ever bought with your own money? Um, it was Let It Go by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> That's way worse than mine. But the, sec the second album was... The Ocean Avenue album. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Do you guys know what mine was? Ugh. I don't know if I want to oh, know. Can I... Oh, wait. Hold on. How old are you? It was. It, it came out in 1998. Was it an that Against was the Me album? the first album I ever bought. Mm -mm. Ugh, 1998. I'm not going to Google albums from 1998. <laughs> no. but... All right. Um, here you go. You ready? Yeah. Devil Without a Cause, Kid Rock. That's the first fucking Jesus album I ever bought. Christ. I had that album, but that's because my parents <laughs> bought that album. Oh, my God. I'm now playing music on my phone. Don't get copyrighted. I have to, uh, I gotta pull Home the down. second album. Shut yeah, her down, my, boys. My, uh, my second one was Blink-182's. My uh, second one was way album. more embarrassing, but I can't remember what the album was called, so I gotta figure it out really quick. Okay, no, that wasn't it. Anyways, while Kyle pulls this up, uh, since we are running a little close on time, uh, I wanna make sure that I talk about how um, off of A Day to Remember's most popular album, it's everybody's favorite album, there are no skips on the Homesick album front to back, but everybody goes to the downfall of us all. Everybody goes to the like softer song on the album that was um, "If It Means a Lot to You." But "My Life for Hire" is the best song on that album, and it might be my favorite "A Day to Remember" song of all time. Over all of the other hits that they've put out, over everything that they've done over their whole 
discography. My Life for Hire is hands down the best A Day to Remember song. Carly threw out there that she thought my first album was Who Let the Dogs Out. And that was one of my first albums. It was not the first that I ever bought with my own money. Though. And I used to listen to Who Let the Dogs Out on repeat on my fucking CD player with my shitty headphones. I, ooh, ooh, I, dude, I was into The it. fact the that my dogs man. barked right as you were talking about this was the oh best part. Of dude, the one of my favorite things in the world, though, as a, as a college student was I would get hammered at the bar and I would go to the jukebox and I would find out if they had Baja Men and I would just like put on repeat who let the dogs out at the bar <laughs> that's the most kyle shit that i've ever heard in my life, life. oh I my god it. dude i have man. Uh, underrated album of all time Baha, man. you need <laughs> to get the dogs out <laughs> get your story out so i can finish i need to re- i need to hit you with a, a my okay. bar choice give me two seconds because i need to tell you this then uh, all right my second album that i ever bought which is way worse you ready for this oh god misunderstood pink I'm coming up. And you were laughing at me for buying an Avril Lavigne album? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I went went yellow card to Blink-182, boys. I can't really relate to what you're talking about. I was into it. Hey, I bought From Under the Cork Tree like right after that. Actually, I had a lot of Linkin Park albums. I think Meteora was probably my first five that I bought. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably bought Meteora. might have actually been my first one if I'm really, really thinking about it now. But I'm going to stick with Avril Lavigne because it's a funnier story. Yeah, that's a good story. Kid Rock, I know for sure, was my first. I don't know the rest of the order, I guess, specifically. Because I remember my brother had already owned the album, and he was like, why the fuck did you buy that? I was like, because you don't share things with me because you don't like me. So I had to buy it myself. <laughs> yeah, shit happens. All right, Jed, let's hear it. Did you get your number one out? I've I've said enough. Yeah. We're running out of time. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, as far as uh, going to the bar and, and getting drunk and fucking with people on yeah, the jukebox, uh, I would I, I stole this out of a, a comedian's playbook, and I would play What's New Pussycat by Tom Jones over and over and over again. <laughs> I would pay like twelve dollars to, and Dude. I would I would I would mix I would break it up with like an actual like rap song, like a Biggie song or something, and people would be like, Oh, thank God it's over, and then you'd hear, boom, 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 What's New Pussycat? and then people would fucking leave it was amazing dude so you'll you'll appreciate this just this will be quick too but my brother uh back in the day he'd have like the jukebox app on his phone or whatever you know and he had an entire album in his jukebox like albums of just songs to piss people off and he would buy the whole playlist it was like a 25 dollar playlist and he'd buy the whole thing and basically it was a, a playlist of just the longest songs ever that were just like, 10, 12 minute songs that were just awful, and he'd pay $25 to play at the bar. He's buying the 23 minute version of Freebird. Yeah, pretty much. But he would also play uh, on repeat Air Force Ones by Nelly. That was his funny go to. <laughs> keep stomping in my Air Force Ones just all night. <laughs> if jukeboxes had tiptoeing in my Juddens, I would, that's what I'd be They probably do. Yeah, they probably do. Oh, yeah, now because everything has like touch tunes, but. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, and I, I say jukebox, but I, that's what I mean. All right, Kyle, what is your topic for? My topic, which we don't have a ton of time for, but it's a good one, I think. So Jed's the only one that brought a serious topic. So here's my oh, sorry, less guys. Than serious topic as well. Hey, we like to mix it up around here. Exactly. So <clears throat> Carly, right? She likes to scroll through, um, uh, what the hell is that app called that all the kids like? TikTok. TikTok. So she likes to do TikToks. Well, sometimes she falls asleep uh, while she's watching TikToks. And so I get to hear TikToks on repeat uh, for like, five minutes until it times out 
So the other night, <laughs> this TikTok is on repeat. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be petty about this, right? So I uh, I spent like a five, 10 minutes while I was listening to this thing on repeat. And I transcribed the entire TikTok and sent it to her in a text. But after I sent it to her in a text, she texted me the next morning. She's like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, that's the TikTok you fell asleep to. And she's like, oh, that'd be a really great podcast topic. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It would be. Oh, and so here's the topic, which is what the TikTok was based off of or talking about. What are things as a as a kid that you saw that your friends had or people that you knew had that made you like think that person's rich? Like so the things that you would go to your buddy's house and you're like, damn, this dude's rich when you saw it, mm. right? So what are those things for you guys? I got one. I, I had a friend that had like a cutout in their wall for their aquarium. Oh damn. Oh, yeah, that's shit. rich. They and I know how I, I now know what they did for a living. They weren't like that. They didn't have it like they had it, but they didn't have it like that. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that they were like because that was the shit you would see when you'd watch like MTV Cribs, like people having like giant right. and yeah, that's what yeah. they had but it turns out they just bought the house that way like the guy who lived in it died and the kids sold like the the kids of this guy sold him the house and they got yeah, a super good. good deal on it that is a good and, one. i almost but, put aquariums on my list i didn't yeah giant ass aquarium in the wall uh jed you got any before i i'll, I'll give a few examples i guess if you, if you don't have one right off the bat i, but, I got i got one because i remember ahead, i remember this very explicitly uh i grew up in uh and nice part of town, but I was like the uh, rural area, well past the nice part of town, that went to the same school as the nice yeah, part of town. Yeah, yeah that's kind of. And so I always remember thinking that all the rich kids walked home from school because really? I lived so far away from the rich part of town. Okay, I had to sense. take the bus, so yeah, I saw okay. all my rich friends walking home from school. And I had to hop on the bus to get home. Dude, that's kind I of a good one in general, just not taking yeah. the bus. Because <laughs> yeah. I did too. Yeah, like I just, I was bus, like, you know? yeah, the poor kids took the bus because their parents would pick them up or they had their own cars or yeah. you know, they would walk yeah. home because they were so rich that they could live in town. It's funny because uh, I have on my list here, stay-at-home moms made me feel like they were rich too. I was like, <laughs> God damn, they're making so much money that one. she can just stay home and she's yeah, picking her kids up one. from school, which goes kind of hands in hands with the bus concept. Yeah. yeah. Um, one for me, I had four or five different friends that had a vending like a soda vending machine in their garage turns oh, yeah. out the yeah, only the garage reason, fridge the, was a flex. the parents were doing it literally so that we would put quarters in when we'd come over and we would like the math worked out that they basically broke even huh. and but they could <laughs> they knew how to get the soda for free but we had to pay yeah, for it yeah. we had to put a quarter in every time yeah. we wanted one so we didn't like go crazy my dad had one of those, but like he didn't make people pay. He just untwisted it and pulled it open. He just used it to chill drinks and thought it looked cool. Yeah, no, well, they we had to use quarters and everything. Yeah, yeah, kind of got owned, man. I did. <laughs> Spent a lot of money, Dude, a lot of so, my parents' quarters. I think this is number one for me. If you had a big screen TV, ooh, we that did. was it. That blew yeah. my mind. My dad got like, one at a golf outing. Have you seen the ones that have like the back? Like it's like yeah. 60 inches, but it has yeah, like yeah. the giant projector back. It's got the ass. We had, I was, we, yeah. I was, was going to say. She was thick. We I had one of those bad boys. We got a 48 inch perfectly square projector screen TV. My dad was pretty technically inclined. And my great uncle who had like retirement money and was like, oh, check out this cool TV. Like it broke on him. And so my dad's like, I'll fix it for you. And so he threw it in the truck, drove it over, fixed it. And that's how we got like this janky ass 48 by 48 inch projector TV. That was way ahead of what we could afford. 
Yeah, dude, like I remember thousands so, of dollars of TV at the time. Yeah. Dude, so like I didn't uh, live with my dad primarily when I grew up. I lived with my mom, right? So like, but my dad eventually got a, a big screen TV. I don't remember how big it was, but it was fucking huge in my mind back then. But it was one of those giant back ones too. And I, I can't remember. I think like he kept it so long because he probably paid like five fucking thousand dollars for this TV that was really worth like 200 bucks, you know, in, like in today's right. time. But uh, maybe Carly confirmed this or not. But I think like into my adult life, he still had that TV. And I'm pretty sure she, it, she uh, or he still had it when, when she had met my dad. But he... <laughs> the bulb would like blow out in this TV. Yeah. Mm. And because he had invested so much money into buying this TV that he would fucking pay like hundreds of dollars to replace this bulb, like on a recurring basis. And I remember one time I was like watching TV at night and the bulb burnt out and he came and got like mad at me about it. It's like, what the fuck? Like my bulb burned out on my TV. I was like, yeah, I fucking turned the TV up and the bulb burned out. What do you want me to do? He's like, it's like 250 bucks. Now I can't watch my TV. Like, maybe you should get a less shitty TV, dude. How are you paying? This one's on you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, the... and then when flat screens started coming out, holy shit. Yeah. Because I didn't have a flat screen for a really long time. I was like, God damn, you got a flat screen, bro? Your TV doesn't weigh 300 pounds? Shit. This is crazy. Dude, I just, I just downsized my TV for the first time in my life. I will yeah. never. I refuse. Yeah, I thought that, but actually you can see it here. I went to a uh, 50 from a 60. It was just too too short a distance. I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, I think I that was one like, fits the I wall like, I was like snapping there. my yeah. neck to yeah. watch TV back here. That yeah. one do that does fit the room pretty well. Yeah, I, yeah. I can understand the reasoning yeah, there. It's good. Um, Uncle Kyle pointed out in the chat that I did break that screen once as a child, and they did have to get a screen cover for I it. Do, dude, I, do you remember those two, like those giant fucking TV screen covers? Yep. Yeah, those ones <laughs> had one. Huge. Oh, um, man. The only other thing that I can think of um, that, like, I thought my friends were rich for it was projectors. Like, I had a couple yeah. friends that had projectors in their I basement. I still think that. Are you kidding? They're, like, 100 bucks. They're so cheap. <laughs> the nice ones still are pretty expensive. You can get a pretty shitty, cheap, uh, you know, a cheapo. They had bucks, but... cheap, like, free ones that came from work. Oh, okay. So. Well, if you, you know guys don't have a ton of mind? other ones, I... go ahead. I got one more. Yeah, do Finish it. basements. Ooh. Yeah. You would have yep, thought I had, I had it. I had a field stone basement and it yeah. was like, like, it's just like growing up, my, like that wall, we knew that wall leaked. So don't put anything on that wall, but the drains like kind of in that corner. So you're good. But it was like just every spring it would like flood. So our, like our washer and dryer were on like cinder blocks and shit. And it <laughs> yes. was just like, there was a 0% chance we we're ever finishing that basement. But I'd go over to my rich, rich friend's house and they'd have a finished basement, I'd be like, what's it like to not have to worry about your shit floating away? All right. finished basement. Satellites is a good one, too. Uh, from Kyle in the chat. Yep. Uh, but I, I'm going to burn through. I have a pretty long list. So you guys can confirm or deny my, my right. thoughts on this. Let's but I grew it. up in like a relatively, I think we were in like upper low class. <laughs> like, I don't think we even broke from the middle <laughs> class. Uh, but all right. So. If you had water in your fridge door that like dispensed into your car, oh yeah that was a good one that I grew yeah, up with uh, that was like standard for me I didn't Maybe that. no that was yep the next Check. one on my list I did have so this one doesn't but Carly mentioned it which was people that had dishwashers she was like uh, yeah. you rich but oh, I had one shit. so I can't really connect I, I that always one. had one yeah yeah I always had one um, people that had housekeepers. I was like, definitely rich fuck, people. You might be the richest person I've ever met. Somebody we, definitely rich people. We had that for like a year, and then my parents were like, it's a fucking waste of money because they made us clean before the housekeeper came over. That always threw me the fuck <laughs> off. Dude, that's funny as shit. That's actually yeah, really funny. Like, why the fuck are we cleaning? That's what we're paying her to do. <laughs> uh, people that got like nice cards when cars on their 16th birthday. Oh, yeah. Rich. Good, fucking rich. Rich. 
Uh, I met a guy one time that his parents had a basketball court in their backyard, and I thought that was like the Gucciest rich shit I've ever seen in my life. Which really was just two yeah. fucking hoops that they put on like a pave, like a piece of. Oh, concrete. see, I had one friend that had like <laughs> the basketball court with everything, like with the chain link fence and everything, oh, like, yeah, like drawn that. out to scale. They we had rich. a, we had a summer league kid that made the team because his family had a full basketball court outdoor in his backyard. <laughs> just so like oh. you guys could use it. And it yeah and it worked so as a funny. tennis court when they weren't playing basketball on it like it was dumb. it was both we so, had a yeah. kid like that that made a travel baseball team because his family had like uh <clears throat> formerly like a storage shed for tractors on the farm that they bought but they didn't farm on the land at all so they turned into like batting cages and the kid made the team exclusively so we could use that in the in that's the water that's pretty good all right that actually is awesome use for a barn though yeah did you guys ever go to somebody's add, house batting cages to the list yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever go to somebody's house and they had like a glass door in their pantry? I don't you know think I'm talking so. About? It was like a I glass know what you're in the middle of their pantry and it was like fancy. Oh. I know what you're like, talking about, but a, I don't think so. Fancy pantry. I would. I would like to door? add. I would like to add pantry to the list. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like we just had cupboards. You're talking about glass doors. Yeah. I'm like, hello. Just, I remember the first time I ever saw that though. It was a friend's house and he had a walk-in pantry with a glass like door in the insert, and I was like, God damn, you are fucking rich. You got which he was so. That's that's fair, but uh, granite countertop tops. That was not a thing for me yeah. growing up. So no, I we, we, we had granite. Had those bad boys. We yeah, had I had vinyl or laminate, whatever yeah, yeah, they were. Same. Um, and then another good one is like the moms that drove like the Denali's. Like yeah. when Denali's first came out, and like there's well, Denali's just fucking everywhere. I like the, where I grew up. I didn't think that was like rich people until I grew up and realized how expensive those fucking yeah. cars are. And I'm like, yeah. you had it. It was like the all blacked out Denali. Yeah, shit's a hundred grand. All right, I got one more, and it's a sad one. You ready? Oh, Christ. oh boy, married parents. Oh, ooh, that was yeah. a sad one. Yeah. <laughs> I had I'd married see parents. That shit, I'm like, you guys got dual income? You guys rich? Mm. <laughs> you you know got I mean? two jobs? Two? Yeah. What's twice minimum wage? That was that. <laughs> that was that one? That's a good one. <laughs> when was the moment before not to hijack your topic and we're already a little over an hour yeah, but over. when is the moment that you guys were like okay my family's not poor or not as poor as i thought they were no i was poor we, we were really we poor. were, we were kind of poor too but okay so then when in your life did you hit a <laughs> point where was, you were comfortable with that poor. where you were like okay we're doing okay now when uh, did i hit once, that point for myself personally yeah. like five years ago yeah, like when I got promoted for like the third time and I was like, oh, I make more than my family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much. It was definitely in my adult life which, when I was like, okay, I make a comfortable amount of money where I'm like, I feel secure in my income. My, my, my yeah. wife and I make almost four times what my parents make. Jeez. Yeah. So my dad, my dad makes five times what I make. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, almost six. No, six times. He makes six times when I make Christ. Um, you can give him my number, by the way. I'm yeah. For a job. But my parents like hid the fact that we were pretty, like, more, like well off, pretty well. So that's for me, that's the play, dude. That's for me, the play. It was when my mom went back to college to finish her degree. When she was like, I don't know. This was whenever the thing happened at Virginia Tech whatever year that was is like when my mom went back to college and that's when I was like, I know how expensive college is now. Like we must have some like decent money. 
So that was that was it Dude, for me. That's the play. Uh, flashing your your gaudiness is absolutely overplayed. Um, there's a Honestly. lot of dudes that I work with. Like we make the same <clears throat> amount of money, and they go and buy, basically, you know, the where their kids could walk home from school, you know. And Aaron and I, we're so happy to just live in a place that's like beyond affordable. Oh yeah. And yeah. I renovate houses as a hobby. You can so come like, over whenever. I was gonna I say bought, you can come visit me at my new house. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a I bought a total piece of shit and and I flipped it because I got to make it whatever I wanted it to be. Yeah, right. Which is fantastic. And, as long yeah. as the bones are good. And I went yeah, and I was able to cash flow it and it cost me like eight percent of my income to live here. And yeah. that to me is a true sign of like wealth. Yeah. When when you can hide it because yeah. you make good decisions, that to me is way better. A hundred percent. Generational wealth. Hell yeah, dude. I, it's I don't absolutely kids, generational wealth. No, I, so I've told Aaron, I'm like, generational wealth is Carly's exactly missed him three like, times, by the way. He's he actually said, where right is here? Simon in the, in the chat. Yeah, I saw, he's right here. There he is. Oh, that is a good bed. That's a good spot. That's oh, yeah. Really he's my desk spot. buddy. He's my That's desk awesome. buddy. Kyle, you you're need welcome. To, when you redo your desk eventually, you're going to have to probably. Uh, well, you're he just likes, like Lewis likes to just come sit in my lap and Grace doesn't come anywhere near. But yeah. No, well. Uh, All right. We're over time. Yeah. The goal is generational wealth, people. I promise we were going to try to keep this closer to an hour instead of an hour and a half. So we're, we're almost getting to the, the middle point between the two, which is probably a good end goal for us. So, Jed, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today for uh, the Two Average Husbands podcast. It's been a great time having you. Uh, thanks for bringing a great topic and yeah, absolutely uh, bringing all the controversial shit to us. We're happy to talk about it. Um, anything else that I have to add is literally just follow us on social media. You can find Jed nowhere because he's a uh, social media uh, not on Instagram. <laughs> okay you can find Jed on instagram that's right uh <laughs> everywhere else uh you can find the two average husbands as you guys know either using our link tree in the in the descriptions or using uh one of our uh tags here either perry ff for jake or kyle and herson spelled out like that for me and then the two number two abg husbands on most platforms that's all i got what do you got jake jed thank you again for coming out <laughs> you are always welcome to come back whenever you would like just text one of us aka kyle because i don't have your phone number um but uh, yeah Hey. Carly says you need to Twitter, by the way, Jay. Hey, Jay. yo. Um, <laughs> What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody who tuned in live and anybody who is listening to this on playback on either iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much. Make sure you give us a like, leave a comment, thumbs up the video, whatever. You know, Just get the algorithm in our favor so more people can come and that's hang right. out with us every single week because that's what we want. We want people to come hang out. So that's what we're here for. As always, thank you for watching, and don't forget to tell somebody you love them. I only had one burp. Peace.